Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Marketing Matters Podcast. And today in our Bridging the Gap uh, series, we're going to talk about email. But before I do that, I suppose I'd better welcome David. So welcome on this very sunny Glossop day. Hi there. Is that it? That's it. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we are really pleasantly surprised by the weather in Glossop. It's actually not raining, which is quite a pleasant change from the, uh, the weather over the last few weeks. What point? The sun's out. And the sun's out and it's looking decidedly spring-like. So yes, we wanted to talk about email because uh, it's become a little bit of the poor cousin of marketing tools recently in the age of social media. I think everybody's thought that now social media is around emails. It's a bit old hat. But I actually think it's still one of the most powerful marketing tools. And yes, it has, it's changed significantly over the last five years. And I think actually it's changed for the better. But we'll go into that in uh, a bit more detail later. So David, what do you think about this whole idea that email is old fashioned and doesn't really have a place in marketing anymore? I think it's not so much that it's old fashioned as that it has been horribly abused. That it's when it first appeared as a thing, email marketing was seen as an alternative to mail shots, essentially, with the delightful option that it was, quote unquote, free. And as a consequence, people thought, well, I can just send any message I like to as many people as I like, as long as I've got a list. And to be honest, I can just batter them with my message and I don't really care and, yeah. I, and I think that and it's not costing me anything and working on the basis if I chuck enough mud some of it will stick and I just think that's a, a really appalling approach that people take and they do and I'm sorry to say that they keep doing it because I guess it does work yeah. but the collateral damage from a business marketing point of view of it working is is horrendous I think and yet email Ultimately, it is as it has always been. It's just another way of communicating and, and should be used with appropriate respect. Yeah. But it still has value, definitely. I, I think it has value and particularly has value where people already know who you are. I think, the as you said, the, the idea of you just buy a big list and you just blast it out and hope that some of it sticks is basically this idea of trying to find people who don't already know you and I think using email in that context today yeah it's still doing it people are still doing it and if you go and look in your junk folder you will find there is an awful lot of stuff there but the fact is it usually ends up in your junk folder and usually you don't get through to the people actually what you want is to be sending messages that people get upset if they end up in their junk folder and are looking to you and their email providers to stop them ending up there. Yeah, but I, I think we've got to be careful that there's an, an element of business and an element of marketing is absolutely about communicating with people you don't know. And if we accept that email is just another means of communicating, mm. then the idea of saying, well, you're not allowed to use it to people who you don't know, I, I think we've got to be a little bit careful with it. It's just that it, like any communication, it needs to be used with respect for the people you're contacting. I mean, I saw an email earlier on today that came in and it was from a company over the other side of the hills and it was actually to a client of ours that I'm, I happen, just so happens I'm, I'm monitoring their email for various reasons at the moment. And this was an email from an engineering company 
offering their services to our client and our client uses engineering mm. services and it was an individual email i don't believe it was a an email shot it was just they'd identified our client as somebody where there was a fit with what yeah. they do and they sent them an email saying this is us this is what we do can we be of help yeah. and i think there is nothing wrong with that at all because it was done in a thoughtful and considered way yeah. and it was done that they'd done a bit of research they'd selected the client their target contact they'd seen that there, there was a fit because our client was the sort of business they do work with and I think the idea of of introducing yourself is perfectly reasonable and and I and I think you're right and I think there is a a significant difference there between whether you're I mean that's a business to business example sure and I think whether you're dealing with business to business or whether you're dealing with consumer is is they are two very different sort of scenarios when you're talking about email now and from a legal context they're very different and there are what you can and can't do is different but I think more importantly what you're saying there is that you need, and we'll get onto this about what makes uh, good email marketing in a minute, but one of the things you're talking about there is knowing your audience and being able to target it very carefully. So although, as you say, you don't know them, you can be fairly sure that the email that they receive is vaguely going to be relevant to them. It's not just oh, I've got their email address, so I'll blast it out. You've done a bit of research. You've identified that, that those, those people, I, there may be a connection. I, I think I, that's the important thing in business to business. I agree. I think there, there is a lot more relevance in, or opportunity to do things to people who maybe don't know you so well. Yeah, I think, I think the bottom line is that whether it's business to business or business to consumer, that your marketing communication is, is done respectfully. And I think there, is, there are clearly many more protections for business to consumer because there is a lot more vulnerability amongst mm consumers and as I said at the top when I talked about email marketing being abused and I think digital marketing in general is abused by I, I use the word advisedly scammers and there are there's a whole spectrum of what one means by a scammer but people are misleading people to try and get their message over to try and get them to do something which I just think is dreadful but that if you as a starting point that you always act with respect then I think we talk to one another we communicate an email can and should be a good way yeah. of doing that and I think I mentioned look just before about the fact we were going to talk about three things that make good email marketing and this maybe this is a good time to talk about it and I think the first one of that is is exactly on the subject of doing that it's about having good list management and really not just I mean you you regularly sort of mentioned that you've had an offer usually by email for it's usually billions of email addresses for the princely sum of about three 99 or something. I think it and might have been $50. Or but. $50. Or well, it's usually, yeah, it is usually dollars. But that's obviously not. Uh, a, a good route to, to go down and actually having a management a list that you understand and then you know who they are and you know a little bit about them and, and that is fresh and up to date is I think the first thing that you should be thinking about when it comes to, to using email. Yeah and, and I think again it depends on how you what your starting point is that if you are working with respect and treating your contacts with respect then the idea of putting a bit of effort into building and maintaining a high quality database or data list of these people is is something you would do whereas if if you just want to take the palm high and sell them cheap then effectively you're saying well I don't really care about any one of them I just want lots of them mm. and which 
I know it, it just it sticks in my throat to think of it like that mm. when there is it there's so much good that can come out of it yeah. when it's done appropriately yeah and I think now the email doesn't live in uh, when you're talking about lists it doesn't live in isolation either it's usually those emails are coming from somewhere whether they're from a CRM system or whether they're from signups on your website or wherever they may be and now the ability to integrate particularly between email marketing platforms again we'll get onto those in a second but between email marketing platforms and your website that integration is becoming easier and easier so the idea that when somebody fills in a form on your website though that email address is automatically fed through into an email marketing system like MailChimp along with all the the checks and balances like maybe double opt-in and and the like this this system means you can have a really good connection between those people who are are browsing your website and your emailing system so um, yeah your list shouldn't be sitting in isolation anymore it needs to be part of your your sort of broader marketing and I think that that you're you're touching on another uh, pet of mine and that is the idea that the whole process should be your whole marketing communication process should be planned and it should be joined mm. up and i think it's important to have a plan and to make sure that it is it is coherent and it's joined up and that that will require some technical input to to make it work mm. and i think that the technical input is the means to the end it is not the end in itself it is the plan it is the communication that is is the method by which you promote and develop your business and balancing that with you know if you need to access external technical support to help have a a, a streamlined system then fine but that doesn't mean to say that you should just hand over the whole process to the techies who don't have the necessary understanding of what you're actually trying to achieve in your business. Yeah, and I think the other thing that that brings up is the idea that it's rarely as neat and clean as everything can be online and you just get people signed up on your your website and they feed through to somewhere like MailChimp. In real life, particularly in business to business, life is rarely that simple. And actually, you are interacting with people in ways other than just online. Well, you used to be and hopefully we will be again again, uh, in the not too distant future. You know, you go to trade shows, you meet people at networking events, you you engage with people in many different ways and all of those people ultimately should be fed into your email marketing so you need the facility to manage those lists and the the, you know the the technical ability and and skill to actually do a bit of data management and actually merge data and clean it up and all those things which are actually quite boring but actually really really important to a good email marketing campaign and again I think that's just it's just reinforcing the fact that we're talking about email today but it's just part of the the process that your your business marketing should be involved mm. in and and it's it as I, I said a minute ago it shouldn't be seen in isolation it is just another tool that yeah you can choose we've always said you can you can know what business and marketing tools are out there and choose which ones you want to use for your own uh, business development and it's a tool that you can choose to use it or not mm. um i think it is it's very popular because it's ubiquitous but i think you need to remember that whether you are sending an e-newsletter out to a target audience or sending an individual email to an individual client or prospect it's all email marketing at one level or another and needs to be treated in in the same careful uh, way. Yeah, and I th- and I think I mean here we're talking about um, email marketing and broadcast, if I can use that word, uh, emails. But actually, and we will again, we'll talk about this in a bit more about the fact that actually email is much more than just that. It is a core business tool, and whether you like it or not, it is one of the main ways that businesses communicate with their customers 
on a transactional basis nowadays. And so actually making sure you've got good systems for that is important. But I say, we'll, we'll come back to that, that in a minute. Just talking, going back to the tool, what makes good email marketing. I think the set, we've talked about list management, having a great list. The second one is having a good tool to create and deliver your emails. Because the idea of just doing it in Outlook and using BCC for your list, I think that just doesn't cut the mustard anymore and hopefully hasn't for quite a while. So actually having a good system. And there, I mean, the obvious one that everybody knows or most people knows is MailChimp and yeah it is a, it is a great system and it does have some great facilities in there because it's it's well used it has great integrations with things like WordPress and a lot of CRM systems but I think you have to remember a it's not the only one out there and b yes there is a free option up to I think it's about two and a half thousand names on your list which for a lot of business to business marketing is is a good list but once you get above that it can get quite expensive and so it's about thinking again it's going back to what you were saying earlier one of the reasons why email got a bad name because everybody thought it was free I think getting that out of your head is actually probably quite a healthy thing to do and yeah to sign up for a for a Mailchimp account you probably talking for I think a list of about 5,000 is about $80 something like that there are others constant contact same thing is about 60 quid something so you're talking 50-60 quid for a a decent system but actually how how often do you have to is that 60 quid a year sorry 60 quid a month yeah a month but I think actually you should be thinking if it's not worth 60 quid a month to me to communicate with these people you know and to take some of their harder time to actually read my messages should I be doing it anyway well, I think that that raises a wider issue of a lot of digital marketing has been perceived as being yeah. free unless you're paying Google for click ads. But that business is a, fundamentally business is about investment mm. and it's about effective and efficient use of investment and assets to yield a return. And I think investment in, in marketing is, is no less than anything else. And actually that it's a bit of a cop out to say, well, I'm going to do it on the basis that it's free, therefore I don't need to think about it too mm. much. I think that arguably you are, it's a better setup if it's costing you money because you're going to think about yeah. it. And I, and I think it goes on to the third thing in what makes good email marketing, and that is probably the most important thing. Well, not probably, it is the most important thing, that is content. You know, as with all marketing, we always, the old thing about content is king. I think it, it's, it's no less true in, in email marketing. And the fact is that good content will cost you, you know, it, it takes resources to deliver that whether you're paying someone to do it or doing it yourself that is the thing that actually is going to be the most costly I'm using my air quotes again costly thing of it and you need to accept that it is going to you know it isn't just going to happen you do need to put thought and time and resources into it and so on that basis the idea of paying your $80 a month for MailChimp is a relatively small part of the equation, I think. Yeah, but I, I also think you, it's not just about getting someone to maybe to write professional copy mm. or co- professional content, but also you've got to think that at one level, it doesn't matter what you want to say to your audience. Yeah. It's much more about what do they want to receive? What mm. do they want to hear? And, and the most effective content, I think, the most effective engagement comes from thinking hard about what information, what messages yeah. are people going to want to receive and then building your message into that rather than just trying to 
force what you want to yeah. say down somebody's throat. And also that content should be, we, I mean, we did a podcast about content a couple of episodes about, and it, it shouldn't just be about, oh, this is my email content, this is my social. It should be about, as you say, what message you're trying to weave into the discussion with your market. And some of that will be through email, some of that will be through social media, and it all needs to join together. So, you know, it all needs to be a part of this whole process that is marketing that includes email, includes social media. And yeah, it, it needs to be joined up you know we say that a lot but it, it's so true and, and I would say the other thing before you start thinking about sending emails and again this is a bit of a, a soapbox of mine you've that, got a few soapboxes uh, well, yeah well <laughs> yeah but it's about do you know what your proposition yeah. is and do are you happy that your proposition is something that will appeal to your target audience or are you just relying on the fact that if you say it often enough and loud enough to enough people some of them will you'll batter some of them into submission which yeah. is really not a great way of going no. Okay, well, just as we sort of draw this subject to a close, we've talked about the sort of marketing aspects and and that, but I think we should at least spend a little bit of time talking about the technicalities of email, because I think often people forget just how much technology there is in getting an email from your outbox to somebody's inbox. And actually, the the levels of configuration and things that you, you can do and should be doing to make sure that there's a there's bigger chances as possible that it will get delivered. And again, these are things which they are technical, but ultimately, you should be able to just set them up and forget about them. And once they're done, they should just work. And I think from a, a marketing point of view, you almost don't want to have to think about those so actually having someone in the mix of, of which we would, I guess we'd include ourselves who does understand that and who when you start talking about things like SPF records and DKIM mm-hmm. records and deliverability and authentication and things like that it's just something we know you know what we've got to do and it, it, you do it and then that improves the whole process and I, I mean I've, I've had plenty of occasions when we've seen a situation where there's been difficulty getting an email through yeah. and simply by I'm not going to explain this but simply by setting up a DKIM record, the email that wasn't was going into spam stops going into spam. And it really can have a a significant impact. But I think I would would just add to that that spam and junk boxes and what have you have to be accepted as a fact of life in, in modern email marketing. And it's there are some people where email's always going into spam, mm. but it's not everybody. And that's why having a proper email marketing system where you can see statistics about yeah. open rates and what and, and link clicks and all of that is an important part of the, the mix. So you can you can monitor the trends and are you seeing an appropriate number of your mm. e- emails getting engaged with? Yeah, and I and I think that whole question of you know open rates and the idea that yeah, when you send a hundred emails, all hundred aren't going to get opened but actually knowing given the type of message you're sending or being able to read those open rates and say well actually is my message is it relevant to the market I'm sending to you can learn a lot of that from looking at open rates and unsubscribe rates and all of that malarkey so I think actually those technical aspects are really important to getting the if you can understand those and understand what they communicate in the process you can really improve the message you're sending through to your clients and it comes back to the basic question of are you happy that you are getting value out of what you're doing in your marketing Mm. in this case your email and if you are happy and you you're happy with the response that you get from your audience then keep doing it Mm. if you're not happy then do something about it yeah 
Okay. And just to finish off, I mentioned that we're going to talk a little bit about broader sort of email communication in business. And we'll do this. We had, we had a question from somebody who was asking about Gmail addresses and the idea of you know using BSA marketing at gmail.com as your email address and whether that was a good idea or not. And I'm sure you've got an opinion on that. But my view is it's probably there's no real reason for doing it because it's so easy to actually turn that into an email address which is admin at bsamarketing.com which just gives so much more professional positioning in my view so why not do that little step and yes there's a bit of technical process in doing that but it's actually very easy it's not expensive to do and it just it frees you from the google branding it takes away that and it makes all make sure that all the message people are getting is your message and not via the Google or, or whoever. So I would, the answer to your question, I would say, no, you shouldn't use gmail.com as your, your business email address. You should be using your own domain. And I think it's fair to say that if you, you know, often people almost reverse into it because they start, they're working out of their bedroom or what have you, yeah. and, and they're keeping costs way down. And so, yes, there's a free Gmail account that they were able to yeah. use. But the idea of saying, well, now I want to get my own domain, but you can link your Gmail account to your new domain yeah. email so that you, you don't lose any emails and you keep that continuity, but move things on so that you're now using your own brand rather than just you as part of yeah. as a gmail account and, and the beauty is you're still using all the google or microsoft if you're using office 365 you're still using all their infrastructure and all the as i mentioned the technical wizardry that they do to get email from a to b and to manage spam and all of this sort of thing you are still using their systems which are very effective you're just sort of putting your own branding on those systems and rather than it being bsa marketing at gmail you can have it admin at bsa marketing but it's still going through gmail or it's still going through office 365 or some other system and i think as i say yes by all means use the gmail systems but make sure you you attach them onto your own domain so hopefully that answers that question so i think we'll i notice the time now we're we're sort of probably over 20 minutes which is uh, so i think it's probably time to wrap it up uh, unless you've got anything else you want to say david i will just reiterate something i said earlier and that is whatever however you're using email whether it's you are doing a an email shot or it's an individual email to a to one person always consider and respect the recipient of your message i think that's a perfect place to finish so we will finish there as usual if you want to communicate with us between these podcasts you will find us on uh, social media twitter and linkedin at bsa marketing you'll find previous podcasts uh, podcast.bsamarketing.com you will find our website at www.bsamarketing.com where you'll find a blog and you'll find links to these podcasts you'll also uh, have the ability to sign up for our newsletter and so i think that probably just about wraps it up so until next time i will say goodbye and happy marketing bye